Hi, this is David Yaz at the Boston Podcast Network, hoping you are staying safe and healthy during this period of precaution over the coronavirus. It's difficult to connect with your clients and contacts in a period such as this, but here we continue to produce podcasts that allow you to connect with the people that you want to reach. You've got a rapt audience like never before. People are home, they're listening, and they're waiting to hear from you. We can create a professional podcast with a quick turnaround and do the whole thing remotely so you don't have to leave your home. Get in touch with us at pod617.com. From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our f***ing city. As my name is Dave, still alive, still kicking, still here. I hope you are too. Uh, this is the Boston Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, thieves, all y'all out there. A quick reminder that if you know someone who owns a business, runs a business, and is facing some challenges due to this coronavirus nonsense, we want to feature that person on our show, on the Boston Podcast, free of charge. We want that person to come in, tell us what that business is doing, how to get in touch with that business, or how we order your stuff or your food or whatever it is may be. We're doing this completely on the house. Go to pod617.com. Or if you want to even save a step, email me, david at pod617.com. We continue to put out podcasts remotely because it's a remote world and everyone's got their pajama bottoms on and on Zoom. And I don't know if my guest, Rachel, is wearing pajama bottoms. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt and say that she's stressed impeccably but rachel that's up to you as to whether you share it's rachel glazer who is an event planner extraordinaire from rachel g events welcome to the show thank you so much i'm happy to be here thanks for having me david no problemo so you know the the people we think about all the businesses that are struggling and just about anyone you can name is facing a different world now because of the quarantine stuff but we we would one would think that your world being an event planner would be particularly um, challenged. So tell us how you're holding up and what's going on. Yeah, that's right. Thank you so much again for having me. I'm, I'm wearing yoga pants, not pajama, pajama bottoms, but right. <laughs> yeah, so All the right. event world, very interesting world. Uh, we, our industry, I think, and I know was one of the hardest hit quickly and first, uh, because that was the first to go. People started get stopped gathering, stopped coming to communal places, stopped coming to venues. Um, I had a lot of clients that, you know, part of my business, 50% of my business is weddings and bar mitzvahs and private parties. And the other 50% is nonprofits, corporate, uh, galas, dinners, um, and both sides kind of handled things. And I advised both sides a little bit differently on the weddings and bar mitzvah sides. Most of those have been postponed. Some actually even had one or two of them the weekend probably about a month ago now, that March 13th, 14th weekend, right when school was canceled, some of my clients, with just being two days away, decided to hold their events. And what we did in the event world is we just took it under precaution, meaning nobody held hands. Uh, we had we went from buffets to plated meals or munches or dinners. Uh, for example, for the photo booth, nobody held the props. We either made our own or didn't have them. We had extra sanitizers. But that was the beginning of the pandemic and people still kind of want to be together and felt comfortable being together. Since March 14th, Pi Day, um, I have not had an event and I'm not sure when my next one will be. 
um, which is obviously scary and, you know, disappointing in the event world, but everyone's kind of in the same business. I have rallied and channeled my energy by reaching out to other planners, other event professionals. I have created different Zoom groups, different Facebook groups, and now have a Facebook group for Boston area event professionals, anyone who works in the event field. So that's planners, entertainers, photographers, videographers, balloon decor. Um, and we're up to almost 200 people on this Facebook page. And I just feel like people want to be together and communicate. I've also created a Facebook page for event planners, strictly event planners. So if people want to join, are you opening this up to anyone in the industry? And what yeah, what should they search for on Facebook? Yeah, so I'm opening it to people who work in the event world. It's Boston Area Event Professionals is the one for anyone who works in the event industry in the Boston area, greater Boston area. And the other one is Boston Area Event Planners for any Boston Area Event Planner. I had a Zoom call with them I organized two weeks ago. And interesting enough, we had 16. It was all women on the call. Um, But people just want to be together. I'm also trying to brainstorm ways to help my vendors because people are really struggling. Uh, People don't know when the next paycheck is going to come in. Photographers, balloon decors, videographers, DJs, MCs, dancers, it's a really scary time for people. And I see people getting very creative. Some of my DJs are going on Facebook Live and, you know, hitting the hits on Friday night at 7 p.m. and getting 100 to 200 followers. My kid's birthday was this past weekend. I have twins that are 12. And I hired one of my balloon um, design specialists to come and she decorated my lawn. Happy to email some pictures in. I was pretty proud of that. And we had a car parade for both of my children. That was really fun and festive. And you know, adhering to all the social distancing as well. But people came by in the cars. My lawn was super decorated. And now I'm trying to help people. Like I hire my design person to create some things for me, whether it's a card or a collage. I'm just trying to use some of my vendors and, you know, try to pay people as accordingly to keep people alive during this tough time. Right now, in terms of events, I have two events in May still standing, the week of May 30th. Everything up until May 30th has been postponed in the, in the bar mitzvah wedding world. I'd say 50% of my June events have been rescheduled. On the other side of my event world, which is the nonprofits corporate, most of those have canceled. And they've canceled because it's hard to keep the momentum of those larger events. We're talking, you know, three, 400, 500, 1,000 people events. First of all, like you said at the beginning, I'm not sure when people are going to feel comfortable coming to, coming back to those large events. A lot of my venues, the Intercontinental, the Westin, Waltham, a lot of the venues that I use and hire for these events have closed and very unfortunately so a lot of those events we're not sure right. will ever happen in 2000 in 2020 the you mentioned some of the online efforts and i imagine that you um are still kind of exploring the possibilities here because this new world is people are doing things online and they're enjoying them but i wonder if there's a shelf life you know i got together with a bunch of my fraternity pals online you know kind of in the in the first or second inning of this pandemic and we had a blast and everybody brought their own beers and we you know we had a virtual happy hour but then the second time we did it it got a little it got a little boring i've got a bunch of people getting online for a kind of a summer camp summer camp reunion tonight and i just went on and found one of those family feud games that you can plug in your own questions and answers. And so, you know, you go on a zoom call, you, you, you know, you hit share and everybody gets to play a game. And I wonder if there'll be a rise of these things. I don't know. I don't know if uh, your, your world, your, your business can start. Have you thought about that though? Could you just as easily as you plan real life events? Can, could you plan some of these virtual events? 
Yeah, that's a great topic and question. Yes, I've taken some webinars and I've talked to a lot of people in my industry because I do think it's going to take a while for our industry to bounce back. I think the smaller events, the weddings, bar mitzvahs, and I even think those will be altered in some way. I don't think people will be linking it, arms to dance or do in, in the Jewish weddings and Jewish bar mitzvahs doing the hora. I don't think people will be doing buffets. So that world will bounce back, but I think it's going to look very different. The corporate nonprofit bigger events, I think, are going to go much more virtual. I have a couple coming up that I'm interested to see as an attendee to see how it, how it works. I know that there's a keynote speaker that will speak. But keeping people engaged, I'm not sure how long that can last. I feel the same way. Like the first couple of weeks I was on Zoom every night with every type of constituency I've been through my life, like my running group and my girls group and, you know, my study group and my networking group. I like had a call every night, sometimes two a night. And now we're doing a second round of those. And after 10, 15 minutes of going around and seeing how people are, mm -hmm. people are exhausted. And at the end of the night, they don't really want to get on Zoom anymore because most of them have been on Zoom all day for their work. So I, I, the fatigue is the fatigue is setting in. This is week five for most of us, and the fatigue is definitely have to have a purpose or a plan. I'm joining a call after this with a bunch of event planners from around the country. It's supposed to break the Guinness Book Guinness Book of World Records of like fourteen thousand people in the event field who are going to be on one webinar. So I'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm still doing the educational ones, but the Zoom ones are slowing down a little bit. I'm also trying to plan them for my children. Like I said, I have twelve year old twins. And I think as a preteen, it's very hard socially not to see your friends. Um, they're having a tough time. So I plan different Zoom calls for them from their camp. They go to camp in Hampshire. So they're camp friends and Abby's dance team and Sam's baseball team and his band. I've just tried to plan different Zoom so they can connect. So for the kids, it's still exciting to connect on Zoom. But I think at the adults at the end of the day, at 8 o'clock at night, they want to have a glass of wine, sit on their TV and have someone else entertain them. Um, so I'm just trying to keep myself you know, I am busy. I'm reaching out to my clients. I reach out to all my clients that I've already done their bar and bar mitzvahs or done their weddings or done their events, just checking in on them. How are you doing? How's your family? Are you healthy? And then I'm checking in on obviously my May and June ones that are still standing and even the ones that are not still standing. Like we're looking at every event that we have to reschedule entails, you know, five to seven vendors that I reschedule, touch base with, redo the contracts. It's a lot of busy work. Um, but I'm happy to touch base with my clients. I'm also touching base with my fall clients. How are you feeling? How are you doing? Your event could look different in the fall. Uh, I, you know, some people even the corporate world is canceling events. I, I had an event for November 10th in the fall at the Intercontinental for 500 people, full blown canceled. They don't think the financial world will recuperate by then, and they don't want to do a fundraiser. And the Intercontinental is indefinitely closed, so outright canceled and moved to 2021. Um, I also. I'm training for the Boston Marathon. So there's been a lot of disappointments for me. Um, I've run the Boston Marathon. This will be my 18th marathon, number eight, Boston. I'm running with Boston Children's Hospital in memory of a good friend's son who just passed away in September with a very rare blood disease. Very, you know, very energized. I love Boston Children's Hospital, team of 200. Stopped in our tracks, you know, the training and dealing with that as well. Like, you know, March 4th comes up to 20 weeks to September 14th. So everything's been shifted um, you know, but I've connected with those people. We've done Zoom calls. Washington Children's Hospitals have been a great resource. I've donated blood. I've kind of channeled my energy on how we can help each other. So I've given blood. My kids and I have been grocery shopping and delivered groceries to the elderly who can't get out. Um, I've created some channels of networking for people. I'm checking in on people. I feel like helping others and kind of connecting with others, even just a quick text, how you doing? I'm sure like you, I've connected with people I haven't connected with in years because now I have the time. So I'm just trying to stay energized by the people connection. And also I 
recommend doing some type of volunteer work, even if it's just for having your kids, my kids colored cards for seniors and I mailed them off. Like something as simple as that, if you don't feel comfortable leaving your home can make a, make a difference for your children and for the community. So there's a lot of volunteer opportunities out there. You just have to kind of seek them and I'm happy to help people find them because there's, there's a lot of them out there that we've been doing. How's your, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Um, so the best way to reach me is my email, rachelgevents at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook. I have my website is rachelgevents.com. Uh, Rachel G. Events is on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and, um, you know, happy to reach out to anyone, help people through this crazy time. And I just, I wake up every day saying, okay, that's one day closer to life, hopefully back to normal and whatever the new norm will be, it will be. Um, but I do, I do think that it's going to look very different, especially for the event world and the hotel industry and the travel industry. It's going to take a long time for that world to bounce back. So thinking of creative ways to keep people engaged um, and celebrating. And I'm also advising people like, you know, some people, people have big milestones coming up. My kids were 12, but people have 50th birthday, 60th birthday, 75th birthdays, wedding anniversaries, to make, to make it special, bring out your China, get dressed, have a theme night, you know, cook a special meal, do something as a family that feels good. Um, you know, I'm happy to, my balloon decor, I have a couple great balloon designers, come decorate your lawn with some fun balloons. There's ways to get creative and make it feel fun and even get your neighbor. Yeah, for sure. I have a, a high def projector in my, in my apartment and, and I project a movie on a wall bring my kids over. I got a popcorn maker, you know, it simulates the movies as, but we love to go to the movies. We can't go to the movies so we can go to my movies. You mentioned, um, summer camps, you know, I was, a, I'm a summer, right. I, um, you mentioned summer camps. I'm a summer camp guy. I went to tell Noah, my, my son's a counselor at West end house camp. Is there any hope that, that camps will go on as scheduled the summer? What do you think? Yeah, that's a million dollar question, my friend. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I really, I've been keeping my pulse on it. The summer camp, I feel like all after everything's happened with the kids' school, we're in Needham. And it's been a little disappointing in terms of what the kids have received. So we're trying to make the best of the situation. Um, they have work, but, you know, it's hard to be motivated as a 12-year-old. Uh, but camp is camp. Is camp. They look forward to it all year. We have a countdown going in our in our living room, how many days to Camp Tevia, which is in the same realm of Telnor. I pray every day that camp will happen. My heart of hearts, I think it will happen. I think it's going to look very different. I think we will not be bringing, parents will not be bringing and unpacking their kids. I think they'll be going on buses. The counselors will not leave for nights out or days off. No competition days, no trip days. Once you're in camp, you're in camp. You'll be tested not only for life like they do every year, but you'll be tested for COVID-19 before you enter the camp. Um, I mean, that's my hope. because I can't imagine summer camp. That'd be devastating for the kids and for the parents. I mean, they need this after this really challenging time at home for so long. So I pray, I'm not sure. Um, I know New Hampshire camps and Maine camps, you know, the New Hampshire and Maine states are not as bad as we have in Massachusetts, but what do you do about the kids coming from New York and New Jersey? I mean, I don't know. I'm hoping we have camp and it just looks different and the kids can go. It might be shortened and it might be look very differently. I heard they might bring in professional cleaners instead of the kids sweeping the bunks in the morning, you know, like make it, make it more official um, of a cleaning service. But you've just revealed Rachel that your kids go to Tevia. Did you go to camp Tevia as well or no? I, I went to camp Natica, which oh. was down the street. Of course. Yeah. Cook, cook, Nat, 
Cook Cook Natacook. That's what we. And uh, it closed in. Yep, orange shirts, everything. It closed in 1989, which was devastating for me. I have a brother and sister who are younger, and they end up going to YJ, and now my brother's married to somebody from YJ. Um, but I was already a hot CIT, and I wasn't going to start a new camp at age 15, so I went to Israel with uh, a lot of friends from camp. But this is a big camp family. My husband went to Tevye 16 years. A lot of my friends went to Tel Nor, Yavna, all those camps, all the Jewish well. camps up in my here at, I have a scheme uh, here at uh, pod617.com, pardon the plug, Boston Podcast Network. We produce podcasts for Camp Bowercrest and Camp Avoda. Um, and oh, we've, yes, we've done till knowers in the past as well. I'm trying to corner the market on all the, uh, the fabulous Jewish camps. Yeah, we, when we would play you in athletics, we would say cook, cook, not a cook. But what did you say to us or, or to Tevya? Did you have a, a chant to, or did you... <laughs> Maybe not. I, we made fun of Yavna because all their prayer, all their chairs were in Hebrew. But YJ was our big rival. Telnor okay. we came to for the water carnival. I would always try to say that I was like a canoeer so I could get to Telnor for your water carnival. <laughs> but I really played tennis. Um, but camp was my life, you know, eight, nine years. And camp's my kid's life. So I really, 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 school I can digest if school ends up being canceled. And I hear Governor Baker will tell us by the end of the week the status of the schools. I'm not feeling good about it if we're going to hear by the end of the week. Right. It makes me feel like there won't be any more school, yep. um, which is really devastating and sad for sure. And my kids are middle school kids, and I think it's really hard at the middle school age to miss from March to September. But camp is a whole different situation. I mean, I really feel and pray that somehow, some way, these kids can go to camp like you said. Maybe it's not July 1st as planned for the Cohen camp, but maybe it's July 15th. Maybe it's August 1st for four weeks. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I, I, really, I really hope. Yeah, for the, those that are not summer camp people, they may not get the whole thing. It's like, what's the big deal? But it really becomes right. part of it becomes part deal. of these kids' lives. It's their it's their friendships. It's it becomes their happy place. My son Griffin, as I said, he's gone to West End Camp for I don't know eight years now since he was a little tyke, and those are all of his best buddies. And um, to have to miss a whole season of it, a whole summer would be would be devastating. So I got my fingers crossed too. I hope that I think they'll figure something out. Um, all right. Well, I promised we were going to play good stuff and, uh, Rachel and I are going to come up with something. So I've got a tip to help you keep your sanity because that's what we're all doing. Let's play good stuff. Oh, that's the good stuff. All right. Well then. Rachel, you're the guest. You get to go first. So do you have a tip for our, our listeners as to something something good that's uh, helping you pass the time or keeping you sane during these uncertain times, as we keep saying? Yeah, thanks, Dave. Thanks for asking. I'm going to give three tips. Oh, great. Number one, number one, every morning, I suggest you start your day with some type of exercise. I'm a runner. I get out there every morning. And I really think getting outside, fresh air, moving your body, sweating a little bit, clearing your mind by yourself if you have that luxury. It's super helpful. So every morning, start with some type of walk, run, yoga, lift a weight, do some push-ups, something to get your body moving because it clears your head and, and you finish by saying, I can tackle the day. For those who have children, I create incentives. And it might, I don't like to use food as incentives, but I have been. If you do your work and play your instrument and get outside and call a family member and do something good, you can have a dessert for tonight. So that kind of keeps us going in terms of the family. Yeah. The other, the other suggestion is the nighttime. So I, I gave a morning suggestion, move your body, middle incentives for the children, and nighttime, 
is make nighttime fun. Whether it's game night, we've really taken to Boggle as a family and we're going back old school, shoots and ladders, Boggle, sorry. Um, but after the kids go to bed, something funny. And for me, it's in Larry David. It's so stupid. It's just comic relief. I love the 40 minutes of just laughing at Larry. I can't wait to see what he comes out with next. You're talking because I find that when I watch Larry David, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's, re it's really helped me at night versus like watch, I watch the news for sure, but I need something before I go to bed that's not my screen, that's not something serious, that's just going to make me laugh. And Larry David does that for me. So find something comical for you, whether it's a book, a funny show, a funny game before you go to bed that makes you, you know, put you in a good mood before you go to sleep. Because I know also a lot of people, including myself, are having a hard time sleeping because your mind races about what will be, what, what has been, and what, what tomorrow will look like, although it probably will look the same. But so those are my three pieces of advice. Um, and I say most importantly is getting outside every day, no matter what that looks like, and making sure your family gets outside every day. Great suggestions. My parents who are, you know, they're, they're up there in age, they're in their uh, mid to late seventies. They went, they told me they started going back from season one, episode one of Curb Your Enthusiasm and just started over. And they said, it's great because we don't really remember the early ones anyway. So <laughs> go all over again. That's right. I, I, That's I, right. And I love it so much. Unfortunately, I've already binged the whole thing. So I'd have to go back too. And, um, <laughs> In this latest season, uh, John Hamm, you know, of Mad Men fame, he makes a, an appearance. Have you seen that one yet? I haven't seen that one yet. All right. Well, I won't spoil it for you. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's just genius. So those are all my, my uh, suggestion for good stuff. We'll uh, pick up on something we've talked about earlier, and that's uh, check out online games. If you're going to get online with your buddies, we, we've been doing a call with my, my parents and my aunt and uncle and all my cousins We've been doing it every Sunday night and we've been taking turns who provides the entertainment. So I did like a trivia game. I just used um, a PowerPoint and wrote some music trivia questions and then shared my screen and just, you know, it's just my family. It doesn't have to be anything. Oh, that's fun. That's great. Right. That's my great. Cousin, my cousin Eric was in charge this past Sunday and his daughter, Ashlyn, she took over. She did a game called uh, Kahoot. Uh, it's a whole game system. Yeah. Have you, have your, your kids do this? Yeah, my kids play that. My kids play it. My kids do it with their friends and they do it with um, some of their classrooms too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a lot yep. of fun. It was like, you, you do, you do kind of need a, a computer and a phone also. You kind of use the phone as your, your buzzing device. But that was a lot of fun. And yeah. then you get to see how everybody's doing on the screen. And since it was a Zoom call, we yeah. could kind of mock each other when we, you know, or I got mocked when I got something wrong or something like that. So that's, that's my suggestion. Right. Right. No, no, those are great suggestions. Anything that involves fun and games and makes people laugh, I think I highly recommend. I love it. Well, highly recommend. Thank you for, uh, I hope you had fun, Rachel. I hope this podcast. I did. I had a great time. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. I enjoyed talking to you. And like I said, this is Rachel G. Events, and I'm available to help with ideas, whether it's event planning, exercise, how to keep your kids engaged. Uh, I'm juggling it all. So I, I, feel, I feel for everybody out there. And um, hopefully we'll all. Stay healthy, which is the number one priority in this. And number two is to stay sane and keep yourself uh, keep yourself healthy, not just physically, but mentally. And uh, I enjoyed being on and talking to you and uh, hope to see everybody soon in person and stay healthy. Same. I was told you were a high energy person. You did not disappoint, even in, <laughs> even in yeah. these unprecedented times. Um, so I know you're going to emerge just fine, as are the rest of us. are going to hang in there, everybody. But again, 
my thanks to Rachel Glazer. It is rachelgevents.com. Check out all the stuff she has going on and will have going on in the future. Uh, pod617.com is where you go to find out if you want your own podcast. And once again, we are having business owners appear on this show for free, free of charge. Promote your stuff during this pandemic. Let people know that you're still alive and kicking. And we'll all get through this together, people. Right? Right? Yes, I hope. And summer camp. Summer camp. We're saying a prayer for summer camp. Summer camp. <laughs> there you go. Big, big prayer. All Amen. right. You got it. Um, Thank you. All right. On behalf Thank of Rachel, so my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hang in there. Be safe. Boston,